At this time, I'd like to introduce myself in my native language, the Navajo. This is a traditional practice when you gather among many and to find relations in your community. My name is Leon Sampson. I'm part of the Red House Clan, and I was born for the Red Cheek Clan. And my maternal and paternal parents are part of the Bitterwater Clan. I am a priest in the Episcopal Church in the part of the Navajo Land Area Mission. The, the reading I'm going to talk about today is from Ecclesiastes. And I find out, ironically, that the transliteration of the, liber, literal, uh, the, of the translation of it is from the Greek into Hebrew, from the Latin, and it means the gatherer, the gatherer of the assembly, hence the preacher, so I was no way I couldn't preach on this one. So, I talk to the, I, I bring out this reading because it asks us to contemplate and to philosophize of the works of our life, to look at the toils of the lives of a, of a lifetime and here. And so I come to you talking about the measurements of life and sometimes we measure these lives in a lifespan, the time, the actions and the works that's put into a lifetime to dictate how we run our lives and the choices we make in that lifetime. And I come to you standing here today, introducing myself in Navajo. And there was a time in this church where our language, our jewelry, our practices were not supported in this service. Among many things in our life, the life of the church and the development, there are many things that we tend to not know about. And the way my father explained it to me at the kitchen table as I was growing up, my father wasn't an educator. He wasn't, he barely finished elementary school. But he was a sheep herder. He was a philosopher. He thought about life and he knew about different realms. And so he would teach us about these things in life in the time so he would tell me, this is your life from beginning to end. This is my life from beginning to end, your grandfather's. Right in there in the middle of there are three overwhelming, overlapping generations that's valuable and fruitful to understanding wisdom. So Ecclesiastes asked us to look at these things in life that move us and shape us into who we are today. Some of these things that are part of the church, like the Doctrine of Discovery, Manifest Destiny, some of these things in the church development that some of our brothers and sisters were not able to practice that we see here today very fruitfully. And sometimes we take this life, the time, as a part of a commodity in our life. And we try to shape it and bend it and make the best of it 
Sometimes we call that time management. In this seminary, it's one of the biggest things that we have to endure and incorporate as we look at deadlines and we look at uh, terms and, and as a type of measurement for our success. Sometimes these timelines bring us to a three-year in seminary. Three years in seminary seems like a short time, but much like me, some of you can, can feel that it is a long time to be here. Away from culture, away from family. And especially times in, in the finals and we're coming to the end of this season, we tend to crunch everything into time. And even in this service, with all the languages and all the prayers that are being put in, we were asked to consider the time. I know you have classes that you eagerly want to go and take your finals. <laughs> but that's our time. That's the time that we put together for us to regulate, to finesse, to be part of our lives so we can dictate what happens in our life. Where is God's time? And I know in God's time, it seems like it'll come. And when I was in seminary, I thought, oh yeah, God's time will come after I get out of seminary. <laughs> I was hoping and praying, and it is. And I, I just want to read a little bit of a, a quote from Richard Foster. And this talks about how we can practice the time and incorporate that in our readings and in our practice here as in seminary. Richard says, our church fathers often spoke of the holy leisures, octum sanctum. It refers to the sense of the balance of life, the ability to be at peace. Through these activities of the day, the ability to rest and take time to enjoy beauty, the ability to pace yourself. I know all these things in life that we look at, and I, I, reckonly, I definitely uh, reflect on the times of my people, the trials and tribulations and the hardship that has gone through that. And Bishop Charleston, in his blog, says the best when he says, time and trauma can be healed with time. But it's got to be healed like a broken bone where it's got to be nur nurtured and supported. Not too much pressure on it. Not too much to uh, re-break the relationship. And we heard a couple days ago Gwen preaching on us and telling us, do not break any more bones. But this is the, the way the church can finesse the relationship of the community finesse the relationship and grow through God, and that's God's time. God's time allows us to discern that practice. There's times for study, there's times to advocate, there's time for justice, but there's also time for silence. There's always time for God. And in that time, we start to recognize the richness of the diversity of this service, the diversity of the culture, the language, the diversity of 
being able to sit with people and learn who they are. And I have found God in God's time and after I've come out of seminary, very fruitful. And so when we consider the richness of God's time, that is the mission of this church. The mission of this church is involved with the unity, the richness of this. And so when we sit here today and we're thinking about our time after this service, I implore you to look at and listen to the richness of the language, the richness of the color, the richness of each other. Because when we become God's time, we let go and we let God. Amen.